Again, I don't know what the SEO value is on that name. But again, you don't quite understand what SEO is. I do, though. That's the thing. No, but you don't. You had to look up what it stood for to begin with, and then you still don't know what it is. I understand what it is. Do you understand Bitcoin? I understand blockchain. I think if you changed your this podcast to the Pat Mayo blockchain, you'd have 10 million followers. Maybe. That could actually be true. Just the Bitcoin podcast talking about Bitcoin. Yeah. So Tim Andercust is here. So is Jeff Feinberg. Hello, actually, hello. You know what? You know, in honor of Cust Corner, I didn't do this right. I need to say, you know what? This is his corner. It is Tim Andercust. Tim Andergust. Not my name. Uh, see, that that makes it feel a bit right. But Jeff is here. Hello, hello. Doing some uh, extra prep for you. I mean, this is launching on Christmas Day. It's not Christmas-themed by any means. But, you know, so you can get away from your peoples. Introduce the family to Cust Corner. If you want to see more Cust Corner, because it's been a, you know, a full football season, we have just been doing little mini ones, not a full one, to get Tim's truly insane takes. That You can show your family this one, because it's real crazy. It's hard. I've, like, been there. When you try to explain to people, Tim, who, like, have no concept of you or the show. What? And, like, just... Like you try, like no, this is these are his takes, and they're like, no, it's like a ploy, like it's not real. I'm like no, see, he's I, so genuine. See, it's weird because you seem to think that there are people out there that don't know me. Now I actually feel the same way, but Tim works under the living impression that if he knows something, that every single other person in the world also knows it. I think that's a bit of an exaggeration. You bring up esoteric clips that I've shown you off the internet and talk about them very casually, like every single person you've ever met has seen them. Pete, I I still don't understand when people tell me they haven't seen Teen Girl Squad. Do you know what that is, Jeff? No. See? You're a moron. I'm not a moron. This is your... I mean, to prove that you're not a moron, this is your corner, so what's first up? You get to pick the topics. Let's hear them. Okay. Something that's been annoying me recently, and I don't know when this began or when this became a thing, but and I think we're the last generation for whom this doesn't make a lot of sense. But when did it happen that Thai food overtook Chinese as like the Asian food of choice for most uh, for most people? Like when they go out to have Asian food when we were young and we grow Chinese was always our choice. But like I go to the food courts at the malls. There's always a Chinese at a Thai place and the Thai place is always more popular. I see all the time people are always going for Thai food. They're, they're less and less frequently going for Chinese food. Chinese food is better than Thai food. Thai food's good. I like Thai food. It's not in the same league as Chinese. I don't understand when it became popular and trendy to eschew Chinese food for Thai food. And I think that's, that's not a good thing for our society. <laughs> why would it be a bad thing? First of all, I, I think you're way off base with this, but why would it be a bad thing for society? Because Chinese food is one of the meals that sort of connects multiple generations. Grandparents and great-grandparents and parents and children all sort of grew up liking and enjoying Chinese food and can, like, there's a common language of food for them. You talk about chicken balls or ginger beef. That's not even fucking Chinese food, you moron! It is Chinese food to most of us. To you, it's Chinese food. Deep-fried chicken balls are not actual Chinese food. 
Of course it is. It's not. It's, it's Canadianized or Americanized Chinese food, but of course it's Chinese food. Uh, don't don't get us off on the wrong tangent. I just understand when Thai food became like it's not the, more popular. That's the second point. You oh, just for whatever to. reason seem to think it is more popular. Anytime I go to the food court at the mall, there's always more people getting Thai than Chinese, for example. And Thai also, restaurants are popping up all over the place. And new Chinese restaurants are very rarely popping up. That's because they're already here. They saturated the market for 80 years. So and there were no Thai food restaurants. And like you said, Thai food is good. People like Thai food. So that's why it seems like they're growing. There's just more around now. I also have a strong take here because, like Tim, I love Chinese food. Um, Chicken balls, authentic Chinese You food. guys, you know, think of this airing on Christmas Day. My Jewish family will certainly be eating Chinese food. Not Thai you, food? Well, you're having your immaculate feast will be eating Chinese food and going to a movie. Uh, I know my family and cousins, like we're very much about like Sunday night dinners involving Chinese food. So that's why I was laughing so hard when Tim was using Chinese food as this thing that connects multi-generational uh, families. So I kind of agree with him there. That being said, I think he's kind of off base and his analysis for being off base is the food court pack. Like, <laughs> The food court, where the Chinese food option is like Manchu Walk. Yeah, but, he, like, th but he thinks that's the best Chinese food restaurant. Oh. The monks, the best, yes. Their chicken balls and their ginger, uh, their honey garlic chicken and their uh, uh, General Tao's chicken and ginger I used beef to not are like, out of this world. I agree it's really yummy. It's also like the lowest grade of Chinese food. And I'll tell you a story. When I used to produce radio for Cam back on Sirius way back in the day, there's a food court right near us. I wouldn't let him get the Chinese food. He'd fall asleep. <laughs> like, we got a 5 o'clock show, 4.30. His head's down. He's like, Geoff, I'm really going to need your help on the mic today. Always after eating Chinese food. Um, the fact that we're talking about mall Chinese food. So he's, like, referring to, like, a lunchtime visit. Where, like, Thai food, I think, is inherently healthier. So maybe it's a better lunchtime choice. But I don't see anywhere where it's more popular than Chinese food. Well, that, that that's the thing. So let's reverse engineer this. Tim's basis on saying that Thai food is more popular than Chinese food is that at the mall, there used to be just Manchu Walk. And now there's and Thai now, Express. Now there's a Thai Express. So he's like, it's just as popular. And there's two people in the Manchu Walk line and five <laughs> in the Thai Express the Thai line. line. So and that's a sample size. <laughs> therefore, <laughs> therefore, it's taking over. And it's the best part is, which got me. Is that it's bad for society. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was an excellent re reboot to Cuscor. That's a nice and quick one. We can be done with that one. What's your next topic? My second one is that I have become absolutely obsessed and angry about this new the, the, the continual growth of bike lanes uh, in, in Canadian and American cities. They are such a waste of tax dollars. It's only the most fringy people that use their bikes on a frequent place, basis to get places. If you live let's say north of like St. Louis. If you live in a city that has has a real winter, bike lanes are a waste of your time. It's not like Europe. Europe, you know, the cities in North America uh, are have been around for about 10 minutes in comparison to how long Paris or London or Amsterdam have been around. Those cities are considerably more dense. Their weather is considerably more temperate and it makes sense to have bikes to get around. Toronto, Calgary, New York City, they're built in a way that is spread out, where people are not living anywhere close, in the most part, to where they live. And so the idea that you're going to build and spend public spend public dollars to build these fancy bike lanes and take cars off the road to well, accommodate... Why, the why, are they why are they fancy? 
oh, because they're too good to drive a car. They want to, you know, reduce their carbon footprint. By and exercise. Heaven. I hate them. I just want to fat people driving gas guzzlers. That's your by take. Driving around their fixed gear bike in January as they put studs on so they can get from place to place. Nobody uses these bike lanes for months on end. They're a bad use of public resources. You have public transit systems that are falling apart in major cities. The money would be far better spent repairing subways and buses and trams. Than are it you would pounding your fist? I actually am pounding my <laughs> fist. I don't, I don't understand why these green people have been allowed to win out and take money and streets away from people who need to drive and get around so that a few hipster doofuses who want to drive around on their penny-farthing bikes and unicycles can get to work. I don't understand it. I don't think it's good for society either. He called them fringe people. Do you do you see a lot of people riding uh, unicycles in the bike lane, Jeff, around here? I uh, never. And neither is Tim, by the way. Uh, I have a strong opinion, but I I have a strong take on this too because it works one of two ways. Because I know I don't ride bikes, like I'm not going to be riding bikes around town. But I do see it as a useful purpose for, especially where we live, and people do use it all year round even during the winter even when there is snow on the ground this is how people do get to work it's just it was not properly thought out of how to properly deploy bike lanes but the big thing that solves a lot of the problem that people have with bikers and bikes in general is that there's no accountability with bikers no. bikers are supposed to be treated like a car so when the stoplight is red they need to stop at the light you know what i don't like when i'm sitting at a stoplight and the biker is right next to me now all of a sudden they want to decide that they're a pedestrian and they just walk right across the road or just zoom right through so there are one of two options here one you make all people who ride bikes in a city that does this sort of thing and puts in the bike lanes and is a mode of transportation that people do use a lot not just fringe people like i know bankers down on Bay Street who make close to seven figures they bike to work like it's something that you do around here it's more efficient to get around this city by taking a bike some of the time depending on where you live oh, but yeah. and they're tour de france outfits like you know the road i live on there are bikers on this road all the time and it's the worst it's a very unsafe road where you live on also you don't live in a city you live like way outside of a city and, and when the... i say that i don't live in a city you say oh no that's the city so i mean you live on like a fringe road in the middle of nowhere that's just outside of a city. Which is nice. Sure. T Tim lives his lake life. Anyway, give them license plates. Demerit their license. Like, have it be like a driver's license. You need a bike license. And charge them, find them, do whatever you got to do. to If they're going to break the rules of the road, which they're obligated to do, charge them. Find them. Take away their fucking bikes. I don't care. Just do something. Or you can go the other route and take the, what I like to do with the big daddy punishment where you just hire people around town. And this will get people real quick to follow the rules. That if people start messing around with the rules and they want to run red lights, there's a guy standing at every corner with a stick. And when you drive by breaking the rules, he just jams it right in your fucking spokes. You go head over <laughs> heels and fuck you. Learn the fucking rules. Uh, I kind of agree with both of you because I do believe that there is a... Some people believe there's a war on Christmas. There's a war on the car driver in this city. There is. At least the city that I live in, there's a war against the driver. And I mean this in the most sincere way. Um, and I don't intend on this happening. But there's only one way, Pat. I'm convinced of it. And I've been thinking about it for years. This is actually pretty weird. And Tim brought it up Well, with this topic. There's one way in the world I see myself going to jail because I don't think I'm capable of committing any crime. 
accidentally killing a cyclist. That's why you need to take my method and get everyone on the same page. Or there's another way you can go about this that you don't have individual bike lanes on each road. So you don't know anything about this. You don't even go to six. Ban them all together. That's the solution. Ban them. That's your solution to fucking everything. Anyway, they're not going anywhere. They're around to stay. So how do we make it better for everyone? So you can dedicate certain streets that are bike, pedestrian only, and let people... That's where you have to ride your bikes. You can have east-west, you can have north-south, and I know that doesn't work for every city, but I'm taking our city as an example. And that's how you commute across. And that way you're not putting the bikes on the same roads as the cars. Or here, like they do, when, like Copenhagen I think was the best example that I've seen of this, because it does get cold in Copenhagen. It does snow in Copenhagen, and people still ride their bikes year-round. There was probably 20 bikers to every car that was on the road. However, in that spot... Bikes had their own lights. Bikes had their, like, when I say their own lanes, it wasn't separated by, like, a line on the ground. There was, like, a barrier that cars couldn't cross over into it, and bikes couldn't cross over the other way. A, it's safer. B, it makes a lot of sense. And then C, you have the lights to go along with it. Everyone follows the same rules. It's just getting everyone on the same page with all these rules creates mass confusion. I'm with you. I hate seeing bikers around town. I always feel like I'm going to run into them. I also don't like the whole biker culture. Well, that you know doesn't I, matter. You don't like anything. Fringe people. Yeah, well, I don't know what this fringe people is. Like you mean you, you and your fucking out. fat friends hate exercise. Sounds what yeah. I like. Yelling their, wearing their like yellow Tour de France outfits while they're driving around. Do you see these people wearing, wearing like their Lance Armstrong jerseys? Not all. I see people wearing coats yeah, and probably see, suits yeah. on underneath. And like courier bikers. Yeah. A lot of, yeah, I don't know. Tim is Tim is talking about the one biker he saw one time, and that's all the bikers. Just like the Thai food. Thai food's real popular. I saw it once. I saw a biker wearing spandex, and they all wear it. I don't think it's taking over. It's not. If you say it's taking over, then it's absolutely not taking over. What's next? So the third thing that I've been really frustrated about, maybe you can help me, and we've sort of like in text sort of touched on this, but we haven't really worked it out cleanly, and so I'm still confused. Over the last couple of years, I think Rotten Tomatoes has become useless and in a way that it was you know, really important to me before that, like, you had the critic scores would tell me sort of – and the critic scores and the audience scores would sort of match up and it would make some sense. But, I mean, this year we've had two movies in particular where this is absolutely driven against it. Of course, the movie Mother, which the critic score and the audience score was vastly different. And then here with The, the, the Last Jedi, the Star Wars movie – the critics gave it a 92% rating, and yet the audience score is 54%. I don't understand how, in God's name, that movie got a 92%, and it's clear that audiences hated it. Which so, movie? Like, what's going on with Star Wars? Rotten well, Tomatoes? I mean, on the, I mean, there's a direct correlation for the Star Wars one. I haven't seen Star Wars yet, so I don't know. However. Um, 4chan, your buddies, Tim, over at 4chan, your favorite site, uh, there was a big, like, group thing that they got into that they were going to go into the user scores of Star Wars because it had too many women, too much diversity in it, and they were going to drag down the scores. That was a concentrated effort by 4chan in order to do that. So that one doesn't, that's the reason for that one. But this is not, but this is not an isolated incident. Several movies this year, the audience score has not matched up whatsoever to Rotten Tomatoes score, and it seemed like I don't know if Rotten Tomatoes is trying to drive movies forward a little bit more than usual because movies over the last couple of years have been actually bad. And, and the industry's come at, the industry's been coming after Rotten Tomatoes. Like the, yes. the industry is shit. 
and they put out shit movies, and then they blame Rotten Tomatoes for for why people are going to the movies. There's so much garbage out there. But this isn't anything new. There's a handful of movies you can point to every year that critics love and people hate. Like there are certain like Mother is a especially pointing an example because one of the reasons that people hated that movie. There's multiple reasons people hated that movie. I actually really liked it. I, I liked going to see it. I don't think it's a great movie by any means, but I would have given it a positive score, and I would tell people to go see it. I thought it was a very interesting watch. You might, It might repulse you. People walked out of the theater when I was there. I get that. Um, it's a very visceral movie at some points, put it that way. Tim, are it's you going to be mad to when I take a picture, like I saw someone doing uh, on my flight to San Diego, and on the first run, like movies that like Air Canada has – Will you will you be mad if I watch Dunkirk on like a little TV there? Because I haven't seen Not it yet. Not all. I would encourage you to watch it. Yeah, I know because it's on air. Can't watch it. It's. It is so much but better. But am I not doing it like the service? Like, should I, I, I not just wait I, to I, get I, home? I feel like it won't be as good if you don't hear like I. I, I would it imagine with be. Dunkirk, like seeing it on a big screen would be one thing, but obviously that's out of the question now. But even hearing it with like surround sound. Like but I can still watch it on my 50-inch TV at home. At home, but if you have, like, surround sound and you have it set up the right way, then I think that, like, sound, especially with that movie, is really, really important. Would you agree, Tim? I would agree, but if it's between not seeing it and seeing that, like, you got, I, you should see it. It is, I mean, unlike Rian Johnson, who's not a very good filmmaker and but, destroyed but, Star Wars. You, you, mean, you, got, you, mean, you mean Ryan Johnson, who's an excellent filmmaker. I take it Tim didn't he, like Star Wars. No, he loved it when he came out, but then he heard that other people didn't like it, so now he doesn't no, like I've it. No, I've more thought about it than more. <laughs> he has no opinion. This is why he needs the critics, because he doesn't know what to think. I mean, for a guy who had never directed a big movie before, he was a bad choice. I mean, for I guess we, this could be a good callback to a previous corner of ours where I took a couple of whacks at Kathleen Kennedy for not knowing what she's doing and you upbraided me for that. This is further evidence Kathleen Kennedy doesn't know what she's doing. She put a guy in charge of a movie who had never dealt with a big budget movie in his entire life and put him in charge of the most most fabled and important movie franchise right now in cinema and he didn't do a very good job. I'll leave it at that without giving any spoilers away. He, he, he was not up for the challenge of Star Wars by any means. Which shouldn't be surprising. I mean, he's made some decent movies. I liked that movie Looper. There was nothing wrong with that movie. I, I, but, love, I love the movie Brick. Brick is an awesome movie. Yeah, but he hadn't made a movie in quite a while. And he... Well, yeah, it's, hard, it's hard to make a movie when you're spending not, three years on a Star Wars movie. He also directed the episode of Breaking Bad where they did the, uh, the train heist. Sure. Which is an awesome <laughs> episode of Breaking Bad. Ryan sure, Johnson we, is an excellent director. That's beside the point. No, I want to get. I want to get. Shut up. I want to get back to Mother for a second. Explain to you why the two scores are completely different. This had nothing to do with Rotten Tomatoes. One, it's a movie geared for critics to like it. It deals with a very, let's say, environmentalist concept uh, at its core, and most critics are very left leaning and they like that kind of thing. It's a movie that's audacious. It's an auteur type of movie. It does not really meet the conventions of movies that you've seen in the past, but the way it was promoted was like it was a horror movie, which it wasn't. So people went into the theater thinking they were getting this type of movie, and they went in and saw some wacky art house film that was completely insane. That's why they didn't like it, and that's why that particular example of critics not matching the audience scores was so, so wide. So are audience scores even even meaningful then? Like, like if it's only just about on their uh, based on their expectations, as you're describing it, like why do we even care? I, I would say it's the other way. I would say that critics actually don't mean anything, and the audience scores are the only things that matter. That movie bombed. Okay, well then in that case, Star Wars is bombed. But Star Wars didn't bomb. 
Well, well, I mean, in terms of, I mean, listen. I explained to you why the audience reviews on Rotten Tomatoes say that. It has nothing to do with people who've probably even seen the movie. Well, I mean, are you saying the people at, all right, fine. Well, you don't think the people at 4chan would do that? I'd, I'm sure they would. I'm not so sure there's enough of them. Oh, really? Well, you're one of them. You tell me. How many of them are there? I have not been on 4chan. I didn't realize this was happening. I, it just sounds like a cover-up. You're probably the head of 4chan. You're the new... Well, you are the Steve Bannon of the Pat Mayo experience. No. I'm, I, no, I am not. And I'm just... I'm so annoyed... Kathleen Kennedy should lose her job. That's all. That's the last thing I'll say about it. And the thing is, and the and the Kathleen Kennedy thing was not brought up as pertaining to Ryan Johnson. It was that when Chris Lord and what's his face got fired from the Han Solo movie, and they brought in Ron Howard, and you were like, "Oh, Ron Howard, maybe he can make the next Apollo 13 30 years later." Instead, instead she gives Johnson this movie, which he can't do, and fires two competent directors uh, on another Star Wars. It's clear that she doesn't know what buttons to push. And that uh, she's overqualified, uh, underqualified for her job, sorry. Classic 4chan Tim calling out women in position of power, saying they're unqualified. Classic Tim. That's not true. I just think she's not good at her job. And I'm being proven right time and time again. Well, the movie made a bunch of money, so it doesn't really matter what people thought of it. They could run a black screen for three hours and it would make as much money. So what's it matter if it's good or bad then? Maybe that's the problem. actually cherish the Star Wars. No one gives uh, a shit, Tim. They just care if it makes money. Well, again, you say that, but that's not true. But it is true. You just have no concept of it, and you just, you have no idea. No I know can... what's up. Yeah, 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 you absolutely do know what's up. What's next? This is horrible. Thanks. Well, I mean, I've got a couple other things we can describe here. I've been I've been holding back for several weeks this absolutely outrageous article in the Washington Post about chain restaurants, where they start scoring all the restaurants, they don't know what they're talking about. Okay, well, why but... don't they know what they're talking about? Because they're giving amazing restaurants and amazing foods bad grades. That's why. All right, give me an example of this. Well, for the first part, the guy takes a shot at the Bloomin' Onion at uh, Outback Steakhouse. That thing is amazing. He, he his, it's, it's emblematic of the type of foodie uh, critic who – I should tell people the date of this publication so they know, if they want to go read it themselves. It was on December 12th. It's emblematic of the type of foodie critic – who wants nothing more than to sneer and snicker at average people in the way they live. We saw this yesterday in the U.S. when the tax bill was passed. One of the, the things people said is this can save some money for middle-class families, uh, like $36 a week. They can take their family out to dinner once a week for $36. You know, a bunch of people saying, oh, where could you ever go for $36? Yeah, where well, could you go? You go to McDonald's almost, for like 36 bucks. You can go so many places for that much money. And it shows how out of touch somebody really is. All right, well, let me ask you. Where, where are you taking a family for an extra $36 a week? I don't even think you can afford McDonald's on that. Oh, you unquestionably can. McDonald's, IHOP, you can go to Outback, you can go to Subway. You cannot you can go to Outback Steakhouse with a family on the extra $36 you get a week. You can't. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Yeah, you can. I mean, just be, just because you don't have a sommelier at the restaurant doesn't mean that you have to spend. This was my point: is that it's it shows the disconnect between like the average folk and the elite who like to sneer and laugh at the at the things that I know. When I was growing up, I treasured being able to go out to a small, uh, going out to a, a chain restaurant or a small place. Like that was special. But apparently, that kind of specialness doesn't count anymore unless you're going to the finest places. You're not doing any service for your family. I think that's disgraceful. Sadly, the outback, the outback near where I grew up closed. So I was disappointed. 
I would they like they to gave back. Red Lobster a C minus. The Cheddar Bay Biscuits alone give that place an A. Of course, they told they gave Chili's a C minus, which just indicates how out to lunch these people, this gentleman is with his ranks. And the place he gave the highest ranking to uh, was Cracker Barrel. Which, you know, that that place I, that that's not better than, for example, Olive Garden, which has got real authentic Italian food that you can oh take. Oh my fan. god! Oh my god! Go ahead. What? It real is authentic an just, just, just like the Manchu walk has real authentic Chinese food. Oh, yes, I would love my sweet and sour spare ribs and chicken bowls. Thank you. Uh, uh, did this come straight from China? <laughs> You've lost it. You can laugh. All I'm, go- I'm going to laugh, and everyone listening to this is going to laugh at you, too, because you're fucking delusional. It's called an Italian eatery. Their spaghetti and meatballs and breadsticks and Caesar salad are awesome. It's real Italian food. Just because it's not from the streets of Turin or Florence doesn't mean that it's not Italian. And there's only, there are some people, they can't afford to take their family to a higher-scale Italian restaurant. So you're either saying that those people aren't able to provide their family with an Italian meal, or that, that, that that's your position. I think that's a bad position. I think it's terribly elitist. My position is, if this place calls itself an Italian eatery, and you can get a good bowl of spaghetti bolognese with meatballs and some delicious uh, breadsticks and Caesar salad at a reasonable price, that's Italian food, too. You know what the big thing here, Tim is not factoring into this, is that the money he's saving eating this food is going to cost him way at the back end and all his health care bills. Well, it won't cost me anything. Okay, how about this? Let's say you want to get the shittiest steak at Outback Steakhouse, right? Yeah. Which is uh, probably this one, a six-ounce center-cut sirloin, which uh, I don't even know about that. that six, anyway, that's thirteen forty-nine. So you're taking okay. a fa- that's one steak. And you're taking sure. a, fa- a family can go there for an extra thirty-six dollars a week, can they, and have their meals? Well, that's one steak. So you've now just used up what forty percent of your budget at Outback Steakhouse. Well, that's not forty percent, and plus. Your children are not getting a steak. They're getting something off the kids' menu, almost certainly. Why? So, yeah, you got two kid, meals kid, kid, Jeff, you have Two adults will eat for 30, like, at, you're not eating a full family there. You're not. Not you're even not. close. Not even... Like, your, your bill with kids at Outback Steakhouse is going to be 100 bucks. Nah, like no. 68 bucks. 68 bucks. Yeah, if you're not leaving a tip. No, me and my flight, we wouldn't be drinkers, but 68 bucks. Well, what no if you... Tip. So, but, I mean, that's just the steak. That's no starter. Two that's meals, no dessert. That's no drink. A Barbie, a Bloomin' Onion, she'd eat with her, and a kid's meal. Like, 58 bucks. Yeah. That's what yeah, I would but think. Or more. That, that, you're talking funds? about bare minimum of what you're spending that, there. That's in Canadian funds and American funds. No, no, no this, this is in American funds that I'm looking at. Oh, you can easily get a, a decent meal for four at Outback Steakhouse for under 38 Well, bucks. I just told you you can't. So now you're just arguing against facts. You're going to get the steak. What if I don't want the steak? Maybe I want a more you can You're going to Outback Steakhouse, Tim. They're an authentic steak restaurant. What that else are you going for? Steak. Coconut doesn't shrimp. doesn't mean I get steak. I remember going to an Olive Garden in the States with my family, and somebody got the cheeseburger, and it actually was pretty good. Oh, my God. Like, I didn't get it, but I had a piece of it. It was actually really good. You don't the have best to get American the... eatery is Cheesecake Factory. I love the Cheesecake Factory. How I also about really you like- just go oh. to a... I spent more on fucking foie gras the other night. I'm sure you did. Than this 36 bucks he's talking about to get oh, I'm, back I'm sure you did. His offense, he's got no concept of, of Italian food. He has no concept. You've just listened to him talk for the last 27 minutes. He has no concept about anything, it would seem. I know what's up. You don't? Like. You have no idea what's up. I know what I like, and I know what people like, which you, is just yep, as important. You do. You, you do know what people – people love Olive Garden. 
People love it so much. They did. If they didn't, why? There's only one thing more authentically Italian, Jeff, than Olive Garden. You know what it is? Chef Boyardee. I'm again. Look down your nose at Chef Boyardee all you want. The ravioli is fantastic. It really is. Has it ever going to the? I guarantee my fan. We're going to California next week. No one's talking Olive Garden. Oh, do you know? Uh, do you, but here's another thing. Tim doesn't like In-N-Out Burger because he finds it oh elitist. And everyone, everyone loves In-N-Out Burger. He also Burger. doesn't like Chick-fil-A. <laughs> like the three things, like, yeah, we'll go to some nice restaurants. In-N-Out, Chick-fil-A, Jersey Mike's. Oh, I can't, I can't wait to be there. I can't wait. I don't like those. If they were so popular, Jeff, why wouldn't they be everywhere? Like well, Subway. Yeah, Chick-fil-A doesn't have 32 secret ingredients. It's 11 secret herbs and spices. And they don't. Just because so? the place is good doesn't mean it's the best. It's not better than KFC. I'm sorry that it, this KFC Chick Fil A thing is actually maps on to the whole Chinese food being taken over by Thai food. Now Thai food is like Chick Fil A, which it's, it's not. The new fancy <laughs> only thing in is taking Tim over. Delusion World. It's the new fancy thing taking over. Where the old standard, the old standby is Chick Fil A new. Can we qualify it as new? I don't think that we can. <laughs> It's only been around for 40 years. And what's elitist about the cheap hamburger? What do you mean? What's the, and in the and cheap it's, it's, it's not so much in and out that's the problem. It's the people who rave about in and out. I'm anymore. raving it's, about it's, it. Because it's, it's awesome. What's wrong with me? It's the best. Well, you know Something's what? wrong with me? No, but you know, when you've got people dressing up their stupid pug dogs going to In-N-Out Burger, pretending like that's real cool and funny, that's the type of attitude that drives me up the wall. And Jeff, here's, here's, here's all you need to know about this conversation. Tim, have you ever eaten at In-N-Out Burger? No. No! Disqualified! That's why he thinks that Outback Steakhouse and Olive Garden, all these places are good. He's never gone anywhere else. Tim, never tasted anything In-N-Out's else. In-N-Out's got three things on the menu. Burger, cheeseburger, double cheeseburger, and french fries and milkshakes. It's literally a five-menu establishment. There's nothing elitist about it. I am – so, again, to be clear, it's not the place I'm bothered with. It's the people who go, oh, look at me. I like fast food like the average person. Look at me at In-N-Out Burger. Ha, I ha, ha. can't wait to take a picture at In-N-Out. Look for like it. it. Look for it on Saturday. Look for it. I'll put you on the tweet. That's All right. fine. My point stands. I'm right. Your, your point stands is that you like really low-quality stuff. No, and this, that, well, this guy here is trying you know, to. You know what? You know, you know what's elitist? Driving a Mercedes, Jeff. I'd much prefer no. to have a Ford Taurus. What's elitist is 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 saying something isn't good without trying. I know. Because it's. I well, never said it wasn't good. I never. I just hate it, and it should be banned. I never said. I never said that either. I've been very articulate about the position that I'm taking, which is that I'm annoyed by the people who get all smarmy and sneering about, how oh, this is real. Like, I'm like an average person. I like fast food. You go to some exclusive place that doesn't exist outside of like two states. Wait, no, if it was that darn good, it would be everywhere. But it's not, so it can't be as good as McDonald's. So it can't be good, Jeff. Can't, can't be, be good. As, can't be as good. You know, that That's why Chinese good. restaurants are, are no good anymore, because they're not around as much anymore. They aren't. You look around, you watch. People are going to co- comment on this, and they're going to realize I'm right, that Thai food is taking over. What would you uh, say? Listen, I'm not saying that Thai food isn't on, isn't, isn't on the rise, but Chinese is just 
across the board steady. What would you say where we live here? Right, we live in like I live in downtown Toronto. I would say that the ratio between Chinese food restaurants to Thai food restaurants is probably fifty to one. Yeah, we're in a ma- what major? Most major cities have Chinatown. Yeah. Well, yes, of course, but I'm talking about like the Chinese food that but I. I'm like. talking about malls, Jeff, where He's... people don't go anymore. He's talking about oh, like oh, I don't even want to do it. Oh, uh, just oh my god, watching Cam at Manchu Walk, <laughs> and he negotiates. Oh, come on, like be generous, like hook it another ladle, like it's a ladle, I guess, yeah. like another ladle of uh, the sweet and sour pork top. or the uh, yeah, the Cajun chicken, yeah. and he's like negotiating, like uh, throwing another like uh, chicken ball or egg roll. Man, he's the hilarious. I also don't like that I have to ask for chopsticks at Chinese food places. I should just be given them. Like, you know, most of us you're can at use the them. Mall, dude. Yeah, you're at the you're mall. You're at the mall. You're at so the what? mall. So what? That doesn't that, that doesn't mean anything. No, you're not at a Chinese food restaurant that's in the mall. You're at the food court. That should be the that should be the first thing that sticks out to you about why that's not a real Chinese food restaurant. <laughs> they give you a plastic fork. So what? Like, I, I, now I, you're I, complaining that you can't get chopsticks. I can get them. I just don't feel like I should have to ask for them. They should what? be provided to me. Well, this brings us to something else as well. Tim brought this up during a text thread yesterday. Tim, can you tell us about your experience buying hipster tea? Well, I can. I didn't realize you want. All right. So I had to go. This, people know, I'm a mall walker. I like to walk the malls. It's what people like to do if you like to get out and about and see the people. Instead of cloistering yourself away and eating Uber Eats all day, those are like to get out and about, go to the malls. So, but this time of year is terrible for that. Obviously, you've got all the Johnny Come Latelys loading up the malls with a thousand different people. It's hard to find a parking bandwagon spot. mall. Yeah, bandwagon <laughs> mall walkers, <laughs> Christmas it's, shoppers, bandwagoners. They're only here for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Ha 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 ha! It's always a thousand degrees in the mall during Christmas. Anyway, so. I had to finish my shopping yesterday, so I went to the mall, and there's a tea place that I need to make a purchase at, and it's a very, very small place. It's only a little tiny, basically a, a closet, and there's there's no organization to what's going on. There's just a bunch of people working there and a bunch of customers being helped, but it's not obvious, like, there's a line or any sort of, like, anyway, so I'm confused, so I just walk past everybody and go up to the front counter, and the lady starts to serve me, and she, I said, what do you want? And I said, well, I want some tea. And so she starts feel. Uh, then I, she said, "What do you? What type do you want?" I said, "I want two packages, uh, like uh, pouches of this particular type of tea. That's what I'm here to get. I had it all, written on my phone exactly what I was there to get." So within two seconds, she's like, "Well, would you Whoa, like to stop? Stop this? for a second. You had it written on your phone. That yeah, sounds kind of millennial, Timmy. You're too good for a notepad." It had been texted to me, so I had it in my phone, like in the text oh, thing. Okay. This person so, didn't just want a subway gift card. No, this per- again, that has also been misinterpreted completely. Maybe we'll put a pin in that and we'll come back to that because I, I need to address that as well. Uh, so as soon as I tell her what I'm looking for, within two seconds, she tries to start upselling me. And now I'm getting annoyed. Like, I didn't come in here to get upsold. I came in here to get what I have explicitly written down. So I said, no, I'm not interested. I want just this stuff. Start filling up my tea. She's like, oh, I ran out of this tea. I need to go get more. Whatever. As she's about to do that, she starts helping another customer. Oh, what would you like, sir? How can I help you? So I had to step in and say something. It's like, could, excuse me, have you forgotten about me? Like, I need to get my tea filled. She's like, oh yeah, yeah. So she so she fills, finishes the the the, the whole procedure. She fills the pouches, gives me gives me them. She said, okay, now you can go stand over in this other line 
to pay. Now, where I am standing when she says that, I'm in right in front of a cash register. I'm looking at the debit machine in the face. And I said, well, can I just pay here? I mean, I don't, I have things to do. Like, this is Christmas time. I'm busy. And I just pay here in front of a cash register. Oh, no, sir. You have to go stand in this other line. So here it is, the busiest week of the year. And these people only have one of their two cash registers open. There's no reason to have only one of two open. And I, I held my tongue because I understand Christmas time can be stressful for employees. But every fiber of my being wanted to say, I'm sorry, I guess you don't like to have good customer service and help people out who are busy. You'd rather keep your, I don't know what your logic is behind keeping a, a perfectly functioning cash register closed when I have things to do. But I didn't do that. I kept quiet. I held my tongue. I stood in a, a preposterous line for what felt like 20 minutes, although it wasn't that. Paid for my items and got out. And I was like, boy, I got to get out of this mall. Going to malls is a lot of fun for me, and I enjoy it. And this was just spoiled my whole experience. So I was going to go get a coffee and maybe a Sunday afterwards. But I was like, no, nah, I got to get out of here. And I just hightailed it out. How quickly after that experience did you go have a SIG? I had one on my way to the car because I had to park a ways away from the front door because everybody and their dog is at the mall to shop at Christmas time. You know how you could have got close uh, to the front of the mall and not have to worry about parking? If you had ridden your bike. Yeah, that that's great. Yeah, the, riding my bike in late December. Yeah, that, that's just what I want to be doing. Well, I don't think you should be buying Christmas gifts late in December. It feels like you've already missed Christmas in that case. You know what I mean. Okay. It is, like, I, he, no, here's the thing. Here's the difference between Tim and I. Tim and I think a lot, like, his reaction to that woman at the store and what he was thinking in his mind. Tim, what would be the difference between you and me in that situation? If you were there by yourself, you would have started to shout. If I was there with anyone, I would have. Unless unless my wife was with me. That's what I mean. Yeah, she she can't there. see me that way. That's, that's not <laughs> fair to our relationship. It would only put a strain on it. If I was there with any other person, what you thought to yourself, I would have been yelling at the person. And you know what? I would have been served right away. You wouldn't, be, you wouldn't give them, like, before you yell, you wouldn't give them a chance? Like, can you guys open another line or something? Yeah, I, I would start with that. And yeah. as soon as things start, do not go my way, whether I'm at the bank, whether I'm at the DMV, wherever, once I start losing my shit and listen to my tone right now, it can get ramped up to be even meaner. That people just want to get rid of me, so they just help me out. Yeah, right I away. don't know. There's one place, like the the pharmacy, kind of near my house. They're so good at like starting another line. I wish other places were like that because I am visualizing what Tim experienced, and we all get it. And it's you see it because there's like four other staff in the store. But my bigger issue than that is. Um, Tim said the lady went to go help someone else. Nothing bugs me more is that when I'm at the counter, I'm looking at you. You're about to help me. And the phone rings. Oh. And you're going to accommodate the person not here standing in front of you ahead of the person who's here in the flesh? I hate that more than anything when I'm out of place. I do have some sympathy for the sort of pull away other question kind of thing. Because let's say the woman's on the way back to get the tea. Yeah, yeah. And then someone's like, hey, da 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 da. What's she going to be like? Sorry, sir. Yeah. Shut up. No, I have something to do. As long as she does it expedient, uh, like uh, expeditiously. But uh, expediently? That, I don't know. I can't stand when I'm there and they then take the phone. And this is more like when I'm like doing a carry out like pizza order. Hmm. No, I'm here in the flesh. A anything more, Ted? Did you want to chime in with your subway bit here, Tim? Yeah, so this has been misinterpreted by people who are willingly interested in misinterpreting what's going on. 
I am only the people for whom I bought Subway gift cards for are people for whom I asked, what would you like for Christmas? And the, their answer was, it doesn't matter. Give me whatever. Not like I'm intentionally just buying everybody Subway because that's just what I want to get for myself. So the person it's who, that, it, it, the, the person, person said they who, don't care. Okay, well then they don't care. So then it's up to me. So why shouldn't I get something I really like and give them something they want to? I mean, to me that seems perfectly rational, perfectly good. Plus, Tim, you know, you well, make the best sandwiches. So. Can you give us an example of the type of like type of relative that you're buying this for? You know, it like, doesn't matter who you're buying it for, because no one wants fucking Subway <laughs> gift cards for Christmas. That for Christmas. You just want your free I tell you, I tell you, because I remember getting it as a kid. That, like, 25 with the free $5 is something, like, my mom would get, not as a gift. It'd be, like, this for, like, lunch, like, for school lunches sometimes, and it came with the free $5. But I guess to the Tim's point... Is uh, like the person who asked him for the tea. They were specific, and he went out of his way and accommodated them. Yeah, but the thing is, like Subway, such a specific thing. Like if someone says it doesn't matter to me, then you throw the ball back into their court. So uh, Tim is a big fan of malls. He's constantly at malls. Why didn't you just get them a gift certificate to the mall? Then they can buy whatever they want. But I'm not getting anything if I just get them a mall card. You're not getting them anything if you get Subway. You get them the taste of rubber chicken. But I'm getting the sub, and it's not Robert. So Chicken. this is all about you. It's not all about it's me. It's all it's like I, you are the most millennial person I've ever met. No, I'm really everything not. is just about Tim. I can't get service. I'm buying gifts for other people, but they're really for me. I don't live the rise and grind lifestyle. Yeah, it's you don't work hard. You don't, you don't grind. That's not what that means, right? It means those losers who roast their own coffee beans and grind them instead of just buying regular ones like normal people. You know we were just lying to you about that, right? <laughs> no. I got all worked up about it. We, we know. <laughs> that's not right. You shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> but yeah, that's fact to Tim because we lied to him and told him something. I well, feel I was like convinced any... you said it's everybody, everybody does it. I, I yeah, like, we told you everyone does it. You conferred with three people who just constantly feed you fake news on a text thread. Sometimes you post pictures of your group chats because you know, they're making Tim look silly, what have you. And it's very easy. Like, sometimes that's the only reason he ever does it. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like there's so many of us out there that, like, feel like we would get along perfectly with your friends so long as we just played the role of making fun of Tim. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that just will let, like, oh, you're in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I'm convinced that if we set up a $5 a month Slack chat where you could just have, be on a Slack with Tim 24 hours a day, you wouldn't have to respond 24 hours a day, but you can converse back and forth with him. I don't think Tim would have to, ever have to work again. Enough people would subscribe to that service every month just to hear what Tim was up to. Like, Tim, I'm here. This is my situation. Help me. Yeah, or just be like, hey, Tim, what's up? And they can chat back and forth. Hey, Tim, I read this article. And, like, it basically be like Cuss Corner, but through a text thread. Yeah, Tim, I'm at the like, mall. It's true. There is a tie place. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, and it's always busier than the Chinese food places. That's what kills me. Well, maybe it's just Manchu Walk's not any good. No, no. It's, 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 that place is where Manchu Walk isn't, but there's other places, too. What, what, are, what are the names of some of these other places that I've never like, heard of or seen? At least out in Calgary, there were several, like, independent Chinese food places in the food court, right? Well, also, 
weirdly enough, Calgary is a weird situation for this because uh, when immigration happens to Canada from Asia, uh, it's a lot of Chinese and Japanese people first came over and they moved to Vancouver. And by the time the, a lot of the rest of the country started to immigrate to Canada, whether it be Korea, whether it be Vietnam, whether it be Thailand, it was already packed in Vancouver. There was too many people there. So Calgary was their next stop. Calgary has an inordinate amount of Korean people and Thai immigrants as opposed to Vancouver, which has a very high density of Asian population. That could be one of the reasons why you might have seen a lot of Thai restaurants. I mean, that that is that does seem pretty reasonable. But it does seem like all the <laughs> hipster millennials these days are going to Thai places. Like, that just, I don't know, that just seems to be a trend. And I... I fear that in 30 years from now, Chinese food will be the exception and uh, Thai will be the rule. That generational Thai that is Chinese food dinner. But like, maybe it's just personal for me. I come back to this, but I can remember growing up, like there's a connection between, there's this place called Look Ho Ho in Halifax. Which, which is terrible. Food. I used to live right next to it. It is awful. Awful makes Chinese food. It makes the best Chinese food in the it city. It, it's legit bad. <laughs> and it wins awards every single year. For From Tim. It's nominated at the Custies. <laughs> it wins it every year because their spare ribs are out of this world. And I have long memories of spending t- with three or four generations of my family all having the same meal. And there's something intimate, meaningful about it in a way that Thai Express, for example, or wherever Thai food places people are going these days don't. Sure, but sure, but, like you, but, bo- but your entire the entire reason that you like this stuff is because of the family experience around it. What you're doing really doesn't matter. It could be anything. It doesn't need to be just personally to you. It is Chinese food, but it doesn't need to be Chinese food. You could be at it could be Outback Steakhouse is the place where you guys always went. It could be anywhere. What's it have to do with being a Chinese food place? I just think because Chinese food is such a persistent and constant. At least when we were growing up, like a, a common place to go with neat. To Chinese- you. No, but that is personal to you. And I'm not saying you don't share that experience with other people. However, it could be anything for anyone. And if that is what their family, like uh, when I was growing up, I always used to go see my dad. So my dad, like once a week, we'd always get like KFC. Yeah, KFC is the other one. That's why I was like chubby as a kid because we ate like KFC all the time. But that's something that I I have a fond recollection of doing is going to my dad's and having KFC. I would say I haven't had KFC probably like 15 years. The last time I would have it and probably the next time I would have it would probably be with my dad and that side of the family. That would always be it. But that is the fondness that I have for that and that experience that I remember. It has actually nothing to do with the food itself. So that's why I don't like it when people look down their nose at KFC and Subway and, and like Manchu. But you need to be able to distinguish your personal feeling from a family experience to quality of fucking food. I think they're hand in hand. They are not hand in hand. That makes no sense. Sure it does. It's great. And I love it. I think you got to get to the main event. The main event. Tim has a feud with a man. Named Doug the Pug. Now you see, Doug is a pug. And he travels around the world and he spreads joy to people. He is also known as the king of pop culture. He is a (laughs) New York Times best-selling author. He has almost 2 million Instagram followers. I think he has 3 point something million Twitter followers. He is verified on both. Um, You can follow him on either platform at It's Doug the Pug. And you know who has a real problem with Doug, who just spreads cheer to everyone? He's living Tim's dream, I think. He is living Tim's anti-dream, because people love Doug, 
because he really embraces things, and he just likes to be happy, and he just likes to promote things that people really like. And what is it? The opposite of everything Tim hates. Tim is so jealous of this dog. It's unbelievable. I'm not jealous of the dog. I wouldn't want to be that dog. First, it's just a dog. It's the people that, like, there are photos of him in, like, airports. How the hell is he getting into an airport? The, the, Doug or, doesn't have an owner, Tim. I don't know what sort of world you're living in where, you know, dogs are you know, kind of like that. I think Doug lives by himself. Doug like, is a fully the, independent pug. Or, <laughs> like, the laziest jokes ever. Like, when he's dressed up, like, uh, in a reindeer suit and says, I just can't stop watching Christmas movies. That's not funny. You know, maybe the... Two million followers that he bought, which is the only way he'd have all these. By followers. the way, we we ran a, a Twitter audit. Uh, yeah. We ran a Twitter audit on Doug the Pug. Guess who has more fake followers than Doug the Pug, percentage wise? Tim. Amazing, amazing. Because all those Russian bots follow Tim because he's on the same side as them. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that I'll tell you right now. You say one positive thing about the Trump administration, and all the MAGA heads and the Russian bots come out of nowhere. Uh, it's and that, that's like half your following now. I lost it when I saw the pic. You showed me the pic of Doug at the casino. Oh, you dressed like Tim. <laughs> dressed like Tim, playing the slots. You guys would get along swimmingly. I hate slots. And the hat doesn't even fit his head. And, like, there's photos of him, like, wearing earmuffs or, like, earphones. And, like, they obviously don't fit him, and that's dumb. And, like, he's saying all these dumb millennial things. Like, like, like the the Christmas movie watching thing, or where? What, what do you got against Christmas movies? It's become this new trend the last couple of years. A Hallmark puts out like a thousand garbage Christmas movies that all have the exact same plot, and they're all the same. And it's just like, oh, uh, how would Tim you know? You I don't know that that's you know a what? trend the last few years. Yeah, that's t- just t- Tim. He just noticed. <laughs> um, but the thing is, you're not watching them. If you were truly the king of pop culture, like Doug the Pug, then you well, would have to watch well, them. I all. want to get into. He's not the king of pop culture. I am the king of pop culture. <laughs> Doug, would, Doug would beat you in Trivial Pursuit. No, he would not. Doug doesn't know anything <laughs> other than just the, the rise and grind, you know. Uh, you know. Like, there's a photo of him at, like, the mall eating, eating those stupid, disgusting waffle fries that I hate. If I saw that dog in the mall, I would call security within seconds to get that mongrel out of my sight at the mall at the food court. <laughs> yeah, but, no Doug, but Doug is so beloved by the people and such a celebrity, they'd kick you out. No, they wouldn't. They like, would. They would definitely kick you out over Doug, 100%. Like, and there's photos of him, like, behind the wheel driving. Like, he can't even reach the pedals. Like, why is that funny? <laughs> It's just dumb. And, like, the I actually feel some sympathy for the poor dog because you think he wants to be dressed up and made fun of and that you... No, the only person who's making fun of them is your jealous ass. I'm not jealous. You're jealous that he's verified? I don't understand how a dog gets verified who isn't funny, and I'm not verified, and my Twitter account is great. I don't understand it. And, like, he doesn't know pop culture. He's just dressing up like a turkey for Thanksgiving. That's not pop culture. That's lame. But he's I a pug, and he's dressed point. like a turkey. And the sad thing I is, know. Tim thinks that this, like, that this proves... See, I think Doug, you know, was brought into this hemisphere because of his cats being better than dogs take. And Tim is like, no, Doug proves his point. But which people, couldn't be farther but, than but from the truth. people love Doug. He didn't seem to have a... You're, you're right. I think this is just an anti-dog bias from Tim's point of view. Because you know who Tim loves? Another person who couldn't reach the pedals while driving a car? Toonces, the cat who could drive. What about that cat that Cliff Yablonski loves? Yeah, the angry cat. 
that's a great catch. Well, I mean, this whole thing was brought into my life because Pat Mayo just decided for some reason to tell me about it a few days ago. I don't know why. It's yeah, because like, you guys live. Life. You have a similar like fashion sense. You do. I I saw Doug the Pug and I saw Tim Andercast. Is what I saw. No, he is not a living mirror of me. He is. Oh, here he is trying to watch Stranger Things, calling it Stranger Pugs. Like, <laughs> talk about lazy, tired, worn out, cliche nonsense. Who's interested in this stuff? Who would buy his book? Who would stop that? I'm the king of pop culture, not him. Let me ask you, who do you think has sold more books, you or Doug? Uh, I'm sure it's that dog. <laughs> you can call him Doug. He has a first name. Okay, here's another one dressed up like a pumpkin, calling it Pugoween. Like, it, no no thought. People love Doug, though. He just, he's not concerned. He can make puns and corny jokes, but he's just so affable that he's just trying to spread joy. He's not hateful like you. You're hateful. That's the difference. I am not, I am not hateful. And you're right. You are not the mirror version of Doug. You are the black mirror version of Doug. No, I'm you're, not. When I look into the future, I see how Doug could go horribly wrong. But his positive attitude makes him overcome it. He's not positive. He's a dog. And you've just got a bunch of hipster millennial losers who dress them up in these costumes and think they're so funny, think they're so hip. Doug is proof that we are living in late stage decline as a society. If this is a person who can get verified and have millions of followers just for dressing up a dog. In no, no, no one is dressing up the dog. The dog dresses himself, Tim. He does not. I don't understand himself. how you I'm... don't seem to grab. I saw him taking a selfie. How There was no, no, there was no one's hand on the camera. He had a selfie stick and he was taking a selfie. He did no such thing. If you think my Christmas music is too loud, you can get out. And he's looking nastily into the camera behind the wheel. Lame. <laughs> Awful. I hate, I, I feel like Robin Williams' character in Death to Smoochie. That's how I feel. I See, loathe this dog. But by the way, if, if you were truly the king of pop culture, Tim, I don't think you'd be making Death to Smoochie references. I, I like that movie as well. Yeah, that movie's actually really good. People let like let me ask you, Jeff. When you say, you see, being the king of pop culture, you know, the, the pop part of that is a shortened popular culture. Do you think Death to Smoochie is a no. super popular, not only reference, but movie in general? It's a no. cult classic. No, great. So you know what cult would generally fall under? Not popular. It's fine. You I don't like this dog. I Again, want like to I do. say, you are the Jon Snow of people, real life. You know nothing. People need to stop sending me photos of this dog. I can't take it. Well, you see, that's the thing. That's what the people needs to be doing. So, whether it's you watch this show now, you watch it six months from now, people love to go back and re-listen to Cuss Corners. No matter when you watch it, and you're listening to me right now, the first thing you need to do is send Go to It's Doug the Pug. Follow him. Follow him. Give Doug the... Yeah, he needs more followers, for sure. He, and give he, Gary and Thorne a follow. Yeah, because Tim's closing in on Gary and Thorne as well. But just send Tim pictures of pugs dressed up in cool sweaters and, like, you know, drinking pumpkin spice lattes and stuff like that. Tim loves that stuff. So the more we can overwhelm Tim with that, the more he's going to come around to Doug the Pug and the happier he'll be. You hear in his voice how angry Tim is. You need to take more of the Doug lifestyle. And just live free, man. Tug doesn't live free. He has owners who put stupid masks and clothes on him. I feel I feel great sympathy for the poor dog. And the sad part is, he feels worse for you. Oh, yeah, look, look. He's wearing an ice cream cone on his head. Like, come on. King of pop culture. Pizza lover. He doesn't even like pineapple. What kind of person claims to be a pizza lover? Doesn't like pineapple. What a, Me? just a bougie poser. 
I, I think that anyone who uses the term bougie posale is uh, probably the more bougie of the individual. Like, in our text thread, when you wrote elitist, and then you put the accent aigu over the E. No one is more elite than you. That's not <laughs> that, true. That is, it is about, true. That's it's incredibly pro- elite. It's the proper diacritic for the word. It's, it's a loan <laughs> word into, into English from French, and I just prefer to, you know, enunciate it correctly. You know what's one thing I can't stand? And we'll, we'll be done with that. Do you have any closing Doug the Pug thoughts? I don't want, please, do not heed a word that was said. Do not send me photos of him. Send, send, you want to follow him? Go ahead and follow him. But I, I don't need it in my life. Send him some good Doug pictures. When you think I'll that do, Doug is I'll particularly just, up to something. Hey, what, what, if, what if Doug the Pug was properly using the bike lane? Can you imagine? I can imagine Doug the Pug driving his bike to go to some local coffee shop to drink a cappuccino with his face in it. Why? He Doug the Pug got his name put on his cup at Starbucks. You won't even tell the people at Starbucks your real name. They don't need to know who I am. <laughs> why? What's the difference? Because they don't need to know my name. That's why. Sometimes I don't give real name either. Is that weird? Do you, do you, do you give them names like Thor? No. Just, do you say Rippers Philip? What, 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 what is your fake name that you go to at Starbucks? Me? Yeah. Oh, I have many names. I don't have a, I don't have a set one. It's whatever I'm feeling that day. Do you just tell them your name is Cast? Because that is your I, name? I do not say that. All right. Finally, I just want to say this before we get out of here, that I have a big problem with Americans and one thing. No one is stepping into, this goes to the elite thing, about him putting the accent aigu over the E. Uh, there is no such thing as a foyer. That's not a thing. It's foyer. Like, come on, people. Like, figure it out. It, it just, it really bothers me. I don't know why, but it just, like, every time I hear it, it's like people taking their nails and scratching it across. And every American does it. It's a thing people say in America, but it's just, have you seen this, Tim? Like, meet, yes. me, in the, meet me in the foyer. Yeah, the, it's the foyer. It makes no sense. It's a it, foyer. It's also it's a, a French word. word from French. Like, people say exactly. croissant. It's like a hallway, right? It's like the lobby of somewhere. Like, the, when like you the, walk no, into the, your the house, foyer, the stairs like going yeah. up. Or, in a, meet me in the foyer. Yeah, or like a vestibule in your house sort of thing. Or a portico. Well, no, Portico's outside. I know. Again, only something an elitist would know, by the way. Well, again, to be the king of pop culture requires me to understand both high and low culture. King of pop That's culture, so never eaten an In-N-Out burger. No need to. Don't need to. <laughs> no, it doesn't need to. All right. That, folks, was Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes He should be president of the United States But it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner Cuss Corner, <laughs> Again, I think we could come up with a better name for it One that's more catchy The Custy Awards have shown That it is the name of the show Well, that's because you're juicing the awards Am I? I think you are. You're going and voting thousands of times for no, and you're still not winning. I, I wouldn't do that. I have more self-respect than that. If you were the king of pop culture, people would agree with you, but you're not. They agree with Doug the Pug. I No, they don't. They do. They never even heard of him. All his followers are just bots that were purchased. They were. We, we actually proved that to be false. And here's the big thing, too. I... I per- my producer, Paul Shaughnessy, tweeted this at you earlier uh, when it just – Tim is really petty when it comes to Twitter. Like, if someone says something rude to him, you're like, you only have eight followers. Who cares what you think? That's a big Tim thing. And then, out of nowhere, Doug the Pug 
tweets at Tim, and we can even put this up so pe- you know, people can see it. So Doug the Pug is out there. And here, I'll show it to you right here. What is happened? Can, can you read out Doug the Pug verified on Twitter at Tim Anderson eighty seven? I brought you some follower. I bought you some followers for Christmas since you're such a laugh riot. What a positive guy! <laughs> and he's dressed up like a UPS man. This is all photoshopped. I understand what you're doing here. I don't think you do. If it's so photoshopped, why don't you photoshop anything? This is lamer than your claim that Instagram is a pickup site. It is a pickup site, but it's only pickup site for media and celebrities. It's not. It is not that. Tim, let me ask you this. Have you ever got contacted through Twitter and ended up sleeping with that person? No. See, I have. So it happens. And on Instagram, where you're just putting scandalous photos of people and you have open DMs, how do you think NBA players go to cities? What do you think the term sliding into my DMs is in reference to? Like booking a radio appearance? (laughs) There are all kinds of DMs and things that you can do direct messages with. Instagram, just because people use have used it for that in the past, doesn't mean that's what it's for. That's what a okay. lot of people do use it for, though. The, I mean, Instagram is solely used for selling you things, making money, and hooking up. No, see, there's a teleology to this. It's it's for just dis, it's just displaying photos that you want people to see of a PG nature. I should add. Most of the popular people, outside of Doug the Pug, who is very wholesome, by the way, but most of the other people on Instagram who have all the followers are either legit athletes or whatever, or just hot babes putting scandalous pictures of themselves up. I think you overestimate what Instagram is being used for. And as someone who's more sort of connected to popular culture, I mean, I think my opinion should carry some weight. He has no idea, like I say. Anyway, Jeff Feinberg, thank you for being here for your for your first full length cuss corner. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Chinese New Year. Is that around our New Year, Tim? No, it's in February, I do believe. See, that's another thing common people just don't know, but you seem to. Everybody knows when Chinese New Year is. Yeah, everyone does. Did you know? No. No. I knew it wasn't the same though. When's Jewish New Year? What's that one? It's like September, October. Is, is that Yom Kippur? No, yeah, Rosh Hashanah is New Year, right? Oh, thanks for bailing me out. Yom Kippur, <laughs> Rosh Hashanah, they're like back to back. Okay. Yeah, Yom Kippur is the Day of Atonement, but Rosh Hashanah is New Year's. You can follow. He's J- right. Great. Again, stuff just Jewish person doesn't know. No, Tim, I, I Tim somehow knows. I knew. I knew. You can follow Jeff on Twitter at gfeinberg17. You can go back and download. I'll have, uh, you can even, in whatever article I have, you can always go back and listen to the old Cuss Corners. And now the football season is over, this is not going to be a weekly thing because that would just be too much. But we're going to try to do it as much as possible because the peoples really like to do it. So, of course, I have to thank Tim Andergust. Tim Andergust. Not my name. You can refer to me as the king of pop culture if you'd like uh, that's Doug the Pug, though. That would, that would be, you know what that would be? Fake news. No, he, he, he's engaging in identity theft. No, you're just, listen, he's going to buy you some followers for Christmas. He's a nice guy. And then, he, they, you know what he doesn't do? He doesn't say, oh, there's Tim. He only has 3,000 followers. I almost who, never do that, by the way. You, I, uh, there are screenshots. Well, let's put up the screenshots right now. I, I do it. I, very sparingly. You should you do it never. Why does that person's opinion mean less than yours? If you understood just how much hate and vitriol I get on a daily basis on Twitter, and the fact that I unload very infrequently, but when I do, I definitely make a funny, 
but I in- unload very infrequently. It's because as the People's Tribune, I am required to only correct those who cannot be corrected. Uh, I, and you you are more condescending and petty than funny, by the way. That's not true. I, those, those those jokes are gold. I'm Pat Mayo. You can follow me at the PME on Twitter. You can subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Audio Boom, and Podomatic. Do you have something to say? No. Or you're just yawning. I don't think I was yawning. I was just getting up. You were sitting up. It was like you were getting all fired up for something to say. No, my my butt's falling asleep. I think. <laughs>